Welcome to Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash Blah! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 58 of Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash. We're back from COVID. How's everybody and doing? And I'm still washing my balls. Blah! <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the dirty testicles joke is back. Sometimes things are funnier the second time around, and <laughs> all that cereal dust on the Count's balls, man. Hilarious. Those dried marshmallows stick like a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say your balls are tainted? Ba-dum-bum. Oh, most definitely. This <laughs> is my taint. <laughs> Comedy. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing Count Chocula with no pants on. <laughs> I think I think that is an accurate description of the count somehow. <laughs> gross pendulous balls with marshmallows stuck to them. <laughs> what a way to open an episode. Gross pendulous balls. <laughs> Mike, I know you hate it when people are like, draw the thing, draw the thing. <laughs> but like, <laughs> balls with cereal marshmallows stuck to them is a really fucking funny visual. <laughs> I think I know your Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So every morning I teabag my own cereal. Oh, I'm, God. I feel better, but when I laugh, I feel COVID. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. I'm getting see th- this is the the hor- horrible thing. I'm having some symptom relapse, um, which freaked me out because I didn't know that was a thing. I, I started reading about it because I started feeling sick again. I'm like, oh god, did I catch it again? Like I was freaking out. But apparently, yeah, you can have symptom relapse where it's like you're you're not infectious anymore, but your body is still kind of like reeling from what it went through, and you get repeats of certain symptoms. So the other morning I had the chills and started thinking, you know, God, am I sick again? Um, Then I started getting like the, you know, sore stomach and nausea and all that and thinking I'm I'm fucked. But no, I I was fine like six hours later and it hasn't come back. Um, But my poor wife, like she ended up uh, getting that for like a day. Like it was like a whole day. She had the chills, was nauseous thought that you know she was getting sick again and and thankfully it wasn't it was just symptom relapse but yeah that's it's um it's been Teresa. she's still kind of fighting it i feel bad uh zoe just dodged a bullet yeah caleb too like i don't know if this one just doesn't do well with kids or something but she like had the sniffles she never tested positive mm-hmm. sneezed on everybody could give a <laughs> shit and that was it so um COVID's no joke. No, uh, it sucks. It sucks a wear lot. Wear a mask when you go to terrors. And, yeah. <laughs> man, I am fucking tempted because they're playing Terrifier 2 
I know, dude. Like I, I haven't, I haven't secured the day off yet. Um, I'm not going to go because I paid for like the physical copy for the mm-hmm. Kickstarter. So I'm just going to wait. I really want to see it with a crowd. Because uh, I love Art, Art the Clown. I think is fucking cool as hell. Oh, and yeah. Then, and I, the guy who plays him, that uh, David Howard, was it Thornton? or Yeah. I think it's David Howard Thornton. He's, he's really It's cool. Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting women in half. No, I, I met him at um, Para Horror when that was still a thing in in Buffalo, and he was really cool. Like he um, he came over to the table and was kind of just looking around at my and Tara's artwork, and um, he saw that I had a picture of Art the Clown. I didn't even know he was going to be there. I just had a drawing of Art the Clown, and so I gave it to him, and he ran back to his table and came back with a photo of Art, and he had signed it. So it was like he was he was really nice. You know. He's it's just he's a cool character and once he gets he like becomes that guy when he gets into makeup mm-hmm. and it's fucking terrifying and it's great. Um you know I was going to say we really need a horror convention to come back. Yes we do. Like I'm getting itchy. And there was supposed to be a new one in Buffalo but then covid. It's man it just sucks. Mhm. Uh so, um, news. I don't know why I just blanked out COVID brain. Probably. <laughs> uh, we've got Grizzler Gate, which I believe I believe it's plugs time. No, we got just random things, and then we'll get into plugs. Oh, got, oh gotcha. Uh, pull your pants back up. No. <laughs> Wait, we're podcasting. I thought that was a staple. Have your pants down. Listen, if I pull my pants back up, I can't try what the count suggested. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, all right, question, guys. You got to dip your balls in one of the monster cereals. Which one are you uh, going for? It's going which, to Frankenberry. Yeah, which marshmallows do you want stuck to your nuts? See, I'm going to say... For cereal fun time with your wife later. I'm going <laughs> to say booberry for two reasons. What are the uh, reasons? Um, one, one, I like the alliteration of booberry balls. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and also that way, you know, later on, once my balls are dyed from the milk, I can look down and be like, oh, I blew myself. Oh, that, <laughs> you got blue balls. That's clever. I'm going to go with uh, fruit brute just for the color. <laughs> you know, anyway, <laughs> there uh, it doesn't really fit anywhere. But if you wanted Grizzlor, your time has come and pass um, for Origins. Uh, there was some very sketchy things for this process so he was made to order and they had the first day of this process which is last weekend uh you could hop on for a very brief window and they had some stock available you get him immediately and of course he sold out in a snap but i think that was on purpose it was about uh it's about four minutes he sold out in about four minutes he sold out before i could check out and that happened to a lot of people but uh he's made to order so you're still going to get him as long as you're patient um i got one i think we all got at least one yep uh the wording in the description of grizzler left room open for them to release him again uh because they have like vintage color original fur like things where they could just change something and re-release him again if they felt like it um i'm thinking that's the case like they want to leave the door open so they don't shoot themselves in the foot 
Uh, well, part part of it is the fact that uh, there's that wind tunnel. What is that? <laughs> hey, whatever, just keep recording. <laughs> no idea. I'm so confused. Anyway, um. Uh. So. So. Uh. Uh, I believe what they were doing to dr- differentiate is the fact that they already did release a Grizz lore um, that was not in the vintage colors. Yeah, that he was in the, that, that like the, the variant dark dark brown colors. But um, but yeah, I, from what I understand, what what exactly happened was they what they had on hand was what they initially planned to just release as the Mattel Creations exclusive, and Which then they heard a enough horrible disaster. And then yeah, they heard enough blowback that they were like, ah, uh, we yeah, just kidding, just kidding. Uh, no, we're gonna do a made to order the day after. I think they also left it open if they wanted to do a 2000 X style um, Grizzler, they could too. That, that would be cool. cool. Um, which I think if I love the original, but like. 2000X is also really good if you wanted to do that. Uh, in other news, the Queen's dead. I know this is a big deal to Don, who is British at heart. Uh, do you guys give a shit? Um, I mean, it's sad, but at the same time, like, I'm not, you know, I mean, the woman was, what, 96? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not too broke. Anytime I see someone in their 90s that passes away, I'm like, ah, good, God bless. You know, good on Good them. run. Yeah. You, yeah. You beat Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Good for you. I've I've, I've lasted a couple of the wonderful, terrible jokes I've seen going around. <laughs> Anything good? The picture of Joe Biden at his desk with the text above him that reads, Dear Queen. I'm sorry about your death. I love Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's good. That's pretty funny. Uh, But yeah, so that that one got a good laugh out of me. Just Um, out of curiosity, uh, I I don't mean to create something you have to cut here, but how am I sounding now? Is, Is there any background noise or is there any? No, I don't think it's you. I think it might be Josh. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I was gonna say I added a um I took the the like windscreen off of my old mic. Oh, maybe and, that's it. And I put it on this one. Um, it, but this is the thing I haven't had the windscreen on this mic uh for the last like six recordings. So that's <laughs> why so I was like, I don't understand why it's suddenly doing something. Yeah, um, and other other than galloping kitties, I'm in a very quiet room. Josh, um, something. Let's kind of roll into plugs here. You're sculpting again. Yes. And um, it looks amazing. So tell us what Why, you're sculpting. thank you. Um, well, the very first thing that I dove in with, because, uh, you know, why not, was I, I sculpted up a log. Indeed. Because what rolls downstairs alone or in Paris and rolls over your neighbor's dog great for a snack fits on your back it's log 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 all kids love log and you know it will i i said this off the air i said this to mike i said this to ruth i say this to myself uh pretty much honestly pretty much on a daily basis because i have so much like log stuff in the apartment all kids love log um anytime i 
post about a log or release a log or show a picture of a log, people go fucking nuts. And I've been on record as saying before, uh, the entire reason log started at all was because I was trying to think of something that we could do consistently that we could churn out really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really high one night and I texted Mike and I was just like, Hey, you think people would buy logs? I would. <laughs> and, and Mike was like, like, like Rena Stimpy, like it's it's big, it's heavy, it's wood. So, Josh, let me ask you: if you don't want to share your plans yet, that's fine. Are you going to be doing like Civil War log, Doctor log? Or are you just going to have log in different colors? So there are a few very specific logs. When we originally started this, we we set out with the intention of making them for a solid twelve months and getting through a full set of logs that that mike had chosen yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, i think i think i gave you free reign i was just like pick the logs what logs are they (laughs) yeah um and we narrowed it narrowed it down we got all the logs picked out and uh mike drew up a brilliant poster why thank you that, that i have hanging in my toy room uh that you know coming soon real toy smell that pictured all the logs and we are four short of completing that set uh, because, of course, in the middle of the log run, uh, I ended up having to abruptly leave New York City and I was without a lab for quite some time. Um, okay. And then when I got back to it, we we did like more weird niche logs like we did uh, Dick Wood private eye log. <laughs> um, we did the Friday the 13th one for the yeah, Friday the 13th. We, yeah, we did uh, Camp Crystal log. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually I did get go back in the log direction and uh, through blind bag means and other releases I released the visible log and uh, something else that we were missing I don't remember uh, electric log okay um, so we are short uh, civil war log martian log cheerleader log and sports log okay. so I, I really liked uh martian log just because it's just it's so fucking weird but Which civil definition uh sorry go ahead mike i was gonna say and civil war log still cracks me up to this day i know i can't believe uh, that wasn't one of the first ones <laughs> i it's the sawing the limb and the screaming yeah that like just that simple thing in the joke fucking cracked me up when I was a kid. And I think about it now, it's still hilarious. Uh, so <laughs> like, Civil War log will be coming. Um, awesome. And by by default, because uh, because you need action log or bearded log for sports log and cheerleader log, mm-hmm. uh, I will be doing a new version of that one as well. Cool. Nice. Um, and this one, now see... The original log we did, and this is just a very brief aside, uh, the original log we did, I had one of the Palisades logs and the singing log, and I did half of it, and I reattached both, both halves, and I re-sculpted part of it. 
slug that was used for a long time. And at some point, like, I get a heavy sculpt on it. And this slug is 100% from scratch. Uh, but yeah, the other thing to, to jump right back in, yeah. the other thing I sculpted was, uh, for any fans of TMNT 2012 out there, I am sculpting the creep, uh, loosely, but very, also very heavily based on the unproduced toy prototype. Which never got made because it said it was too scary. Uh, actually, no, that was the zombie shredder. The, uh, the, oh. creep, the creep didn't get produced because they deemed it too large for the normal line and they oh. didn't want to shrink it down. Wow. I mean, I, if you're taking requests, zombie shredder, uh, would be up there too but that seems like very complicated uh the you know it it seems to me that the natural the natural place to go after the creep for an unproduced 2012 tmnt character that really deserved a toy uh that would be going a specific direction oh. <laughs> okay because of of all the reoccurring uh, prime and subprime, I feel like we're severely lacking. Now, would you do Irma Prime? Would you do the big robot? I would. I would probably. Uh, not that this is a conversation that happened at all or anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would probably go in the direction uh, of the uh, that WizKids went and do a simplified version of the robot. Okay. Uh, potentially with a removable prime, uh, subprime on his hover disk. That's a pretty cool idea. Uh, I'm down. And I was, you know, I was joking with you earlier. I feel like I'm gonna have to go back and get all the turtles that I missed. Because there's yeah, there. You know th- that de- this has definitely done the same thing to me in the respect that I'm like, damn it, I never grabbed the dream beavers. Well, they never completed them, so there was never the incentive because they had two of four. Yep. You know, and it's like, shit. And I never got Karai. I never got Muckman. Um, now I kind of want to, like, go back and get him. I wanted Dave Beaver. Yes. Yeah, I me want, too. Like, the frogs. I want, god damn it. Yeah. I want to kind of go back and get the stuff that I missed. And thankfully, they're not that pricey, any of them. Uh, and I'm. I'm also equally upset now that I didn't grab certain Rise of the TMNT figures. Yeah. Now that Shredder is really hard to come by. That's the only one that I wanted that I couldn't find. See, now that I'm actually watching the show and going through the series, like, marathon style, um, yeah, I would have bought Bull Hop if I had had any idea that it was Dave Foley as a mutant bull. <laughs> Um, equally, I would have bought a uh, hypnopotamus if I had known it was Reese Darby as a mutant hippo magician. I think if it's anything that that whatever, like Nick Turtle, what do you want to call that series? Uh, New Turtles, which TMNT, one? TMNT, the the one you just the one you just binged that had the movie on Netflix. Um, oh, that's that's Rise of the TMNT. The yeah. Rise line. I think if it did anything great, it was make some new characters. Villains especially, because they did some great wordplay with, like, Hypnopotamus, um, which hopefully I'm, they kind of stick around and come back. I'm really I'm really surprised watching it how 
how similar it is in a tone of a reimagining to uh, the Netflix Motu. Because I know we've compared the Netflix Motu to the TMNT 2012 before. Yep. But it still kind of did the same core thing that TMNT always does. And it was in that same, it, it had the same idea behind it. The TMNT always does while giving us slightly new spins and pulling from all eras. Um, this one rise of the TMNT completely reimagines it. Well, pulling from all of the different eras in a very similar way that the Netflix Motu does. I definitely want to give it another chance once I kind of free up space with my viewing um, to watch it. So I hope it's uh, pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's a long-winded way, uh, way to, to say that I made a log and I'm making the creep. And uh, there's some other behind-the-scenes things in the work. I would say expect to see new Pikmin's actively available uh, within the month. Awesome. Um Mike, so I was listening to the Dr. Giggles episode of um, Boogeyman's Closet, which is just on Patreon. Yeah, I'm trying to put the uh, the new episodes up like a little bit before they launch. So the actual episode will launch uh, later tonight. Do you take challenges on Raised by Rentals? Uh, we haven't yet, but I know we're open to it. Can I propose a challenge? Sure. Can you guys make a Dr. Giggles sequel? You know what's funny about that is I actually have a list that uh, I wanted to bring up to Josh about movies that either want, I want sequels or some kind of spinoff to. Um, I have Behind the Mask is on there because that's coming up later this month on the Boogeyman's Closet yep. and, you know, is notorious for not getting its sequel. And I put Dr. Giggles on there after doing you know watching it for the for the show so yeah um i would totally be down to bring dr giggles back i um, say put dr giggles in medical school make those two and then <laughs> if you have enough dr pun kills you can make a movie that's all you need is like <laughs> medical related death and a pun from dr giggles and if you can get like eight to ten mm -hmm. you can just put like you can duct tape a generic movie on top of it and you're good to go he would be like phantom of the medical school like he would <laughs> it would take it would it would have to be like a bunch of kids at medical school kind of like raw with the veterinarian school yeah listen then, i would you know, also or he's a professor i would also like to make a request <laughs> sure what's up i would i would like you to do um not not just a follow-up to dead heat <laughs> I would like you to do a follow-up to Dead Heat that is now uh, a, like, PG-rated TV sitcom that's a sequel. <laughs> and I want the star to be, I can't remember the main character's name, but I just want it to be, like, his dissolved corpse in a jar. But, like, you see the animated face through the side of it. Joe Piscopo? Yeah. Who that doesn't love Joe Piscopo? <laughs> Oh, so, yeah. Joe Piscopo. I would, I would like a, uh, a cable sitcom series follow-up to Dead Heat. That would be amazing. That is my request, Mike. And Josh, I know you're listening to this. Do you think 
That would be a funny episode title. Joe Piscopo, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's your plugs for Josh. You've got Race by Rentals. You've got Boogeyman's Closet. And I would be amiss if I didn't mention Jerry's Closet. Home to all of your nerdy stuff if you live in western New York. Come down. See Sam. Tell her, hey. I've heard about you on some podcasts, and I'm sure she'll throw a deal your way. Maybe My, she'll she'll give you zero percent off, or you can have the benefits of playing, you know, paying full price, or I don't know. Go visit her. You know, from what I understand, if you mention that you heard about it on the podcast, you can watch a few minutes of the now playing movie while you're in there buying something. Yeah. Yes. Um, I heard that she's got some pretty pristine copies of Air Bud. If you're, you know, if you're so inclined, go down and check it out. It'd be pretty cool. Ooh, um, Navy Seals. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, show and tell time. I There's a lot. Hands, something yeah. I got in the mail today. You guys want to do a live unboxing? Sure. Oh, yes. This came in a box. Classic pay for shipping and get shit from eBay. Somebody just, like crumpled up bubble wrap on my purchase. So this was the cheapest way for me to get the final piece in my Congo collection. I had to buy a whole giant set of fucking Congo stuff. Oh, wow, this is cool. Which is totally worth it. So what the fuck did this guy do? This is really weird. Uh, I thought I had a complete set. Turns out I didn't because... The Ernie Hudson character in Congo got a figure, and he came with a Congo monkey, like a little plastic non-movable one. Mm -hmm. So I had to buy the Deluxe Bone Crusher again. So I have two of them now, and he's a really cool figure because if you press a button in his back, he's got, like, an animated eyebrow feature. And he, like, opens his mouth up, screams, and his eyebrows and his forehead are a separate piece. So this is kind of just fun to have around. I've got Ernie Hudson, which I could probably very easily make into a Predator character. Maybe? I don't know. He looks like he would fit in with um, Aliens or Predator stuff from Kenner. But now I have his little pack-in monkey, so now I have a complete collection of Congo. I'm the only man in the world who wanted a complete collection of the Congo waves, and I've got them. I also feel like pack-in monkey is a great episode title. Oh, yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, that is a fun one. (laughs) Um, But I feel like you didn't go to KB Toys as a kid and not get one of these because you wanted, like, the three for five and you had two guys you wanted and you didn't know what else to get. You grabbed Mm -hmm. one of the Congo monkeys. You know what I always really enjoyed from the Congo line, which uh, wasn't any of the figures? Uh, no, that? it was actually, it was the, the weird gun accessory with the giant diamond that could plug into it. Those were like some seriously underrated, uh, Kenner just made some like Waterworld Congo. Everybody kind of ignored it, but they went out of their way to make cool toys. Man, this Ernie Hudson has his thumb chewed off. Damn it. Too bad. Maybe I'll give him a hook for a hand. Maybe he's like Stubbs from, uh... Billy Madison. Or no, what's uh, Happy Gilmore? <laughs> Don't stick your hand in that gorilla's mouth or any huts to bite your fingers. Oh my god! Ah! Okay. 
Um, you know, I I really I, my thinking is you should make him into uh, an alternate human version of the Predator from Predator Two that had to cut his hand off while he was on the Predator world uh, in one of their major cities. Could do that. You know, uh-huh. I got a lot of options here. I could do so. He's got like a fedora on, like Indiana Jones. I could pop it off and give him a baseball cap and make uh, Carl Weathers. And with his chewed off thumb, I could make this version where he gets his arm blown off with a machine gun. I might do that. If I'm talking about this, like I'm actually going to do it. I like to make plans and not follow through them. Uh, so GameStop, as you guys saw my text messages from you guys today, has an additional 50% off their clearance. And there is a lot of awesome stuff. Uh, I found a replica Cobra Commander helmet for 30 bucks that Matt LeMay picked up. Actually, less than that. It was like 25 um but i picked up a bunch of shit i picked up the witcher frost giant from mcfarlane which i was waiting to go on clearance uh to go with another frost giant figure that i have that hasbro made for marvel legends so now i have two frost giants to go next to my conan to reenact the uh the howard story with the frost giant's daughter because there's two frost giants in it so i have two now and i could be a big nerd i picked up overkill uh, was on clearance. I got him for cheap. I haven't opened him yet. Um, I got the newer Marvel Legends Spider-Man stuff that everybody's been having problems with where they open them up and the quality control sucks. So yep. I got Venom and Null. I had no problems with them other than the fact that Venom's wings are gigantic. And they're meant to like plug and snap into his back and they don't, which is good because I'd like to take them off without like breaking the figure. Um but they weigh as much as a figure in themselves. So you really can't display Venom with the wings out without some sort of support because he's just going to fall backwards. Ah, that sucks. And I picked up the Renew Your Vows 2-pack, which has a newer Spider-Man with, like, three new joints. He's got, like, another piece of ab articulation and toe joints. And everybody's opened them up has had some sort of paint issue or there's, like, two right hands or something. Like, I had no problems with it. And it's a really really good toy uh so i hate to say it um simple it's overpriced but i wanted to get it before it disappeared because i have a feeling it was going to be hard to find and tarantulas i picked up beast wars tarantulas a new one uh very similar to the old tarantulas in its transformation and that its upper arms have the spider legs attached which makes the articulation a little weird uh, mm-hmm. In the elbows and the shoulders, but otherwise it's a great figure. Like I have zero complaints. Um, there's a little like wonky transformation to get his legs crunched up in a ball into the abdomen of the spider. That's it. So there's like an extra 20 steps to like move, twist, bend, twist, move to kind of get it where it needs to be. Like it got to the point where I stopped looking at the instructions and just kept fiddling with it until it was perfect. Um, I think that I'm there's always stuff that I forget that I'll bring up later. But uh what'd you guys get, Mike? What about you? Um, well, I got quite a bit actually. I got the uh Masters of the Universe uh snake what is it, snake chaos attack playset. Yeah. Um it's interesting. I, I definitely like it. I would like it a lot more with uh if I had like actual snake men to pose around it. Um it's, I don't know, like, it's supposed to have snapping jaws, but the feature doesn't work that great. 
like it's got a, a trigger point with the tongue where if you press the, the head of the snake down onto a figure, it's supposed to clamp down on them. Yeah. But it doesn't trigger very easily. So you really have to like whack it into the figure pretty hard. Um, and then, you know, it'll bite down on them. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. It looks a lot cooler than it is fun to play with. Um, so like I said, if I, once I get some origin snake men, I'll be really happy with, with that, uh, display. Um, I got, uh, what is his name? Uh, uh, sludge, the transformers leader class, uh, studio series 86 Dinobot. Yeah. He's awesome. Um, I really like this figure a lot. The transformation was a bit difficult, but once I kind of got it down pat it was like oh okay i see how this works the main thing is the way his feet fold up underneath him don't look right at first um but once you kind of like set him down in dinosaur mode it it the feet are kind of hidden but you can still see him depending on the angle you're looking at him from uh so it, it, it looks a little strange i thought i was doing it wrong until i watched a video on it and i was like no okay i, I did it right <laughs> But there's there's one of him on uh, Amazon Warehouse right now for like five bucks cheaper. And I'm tempted. It's a it's Ooh. a damn nice figure. And like I so far, I got all three of the Dinobots that they've released uh, from the 86 line. And I really, really like them. So I'm I'm looking forward to, to getting the rest. But I also speaking of Transformers, I got the core class uh, Legacy Shockwave, which I love the little core class figures. They're, they're a lot of fun to me. Um, I think those are the ones I play with the most just because they're really easy to change back and forth. Like it's super simple yeah. and they're fun little, you know, three and three fourth inch action figures. So I really like him as a robot. His ship mode is just kind of dumb, but, um, it, it also, it, it's kind of weirdly proportioned, but it's cool because he has little wings that are sh in ship mode. But when he's in robot mode, you can kind of flip him out on his back. So it looks like he's got a little jetpack on. Um, so yeah, he's just a fun figure. I don't Definitely. understand when they make these that like we don't know what to do for a vehicle because we don't want him to be a gun. Yeah. And he's... let's just have him sort of like laying down and you can pretend he's a spaceship. Well, like, that's the thing. The spaceship you know, like, kind of looks like the gun. <laughs> yeah, it's just really lazy. You know? <laughs> right. It's a deep space vessel. Like that's not fun for it's, a kid. It's just weird. Yeah. yeah, it's I mean, I really like it as a as a figure. But yes, it's the alt mode is very strange. Um, I also bought and I'm sure I'm going to say this name wrong. So Josh might have to help me out with it. But uh, is it Giaxis or Giaxis? I don't know how to say his name. The legacy figure. Giaxis, Giaxis, uh, Jonathan. Yeah, we'll call him Jonathan. So, uh, yeah, he's a really fun robot. Like, don't get me wrong, his jet mode is incredibly fun, like Josh said, to kind of swoop around because of the way the arms fold up. Um, but just as a robot, he reminds me of stuff you would see in, like, a 1980s anime. Like, he's got that, like, weird 80s robot feel. And he's, he's a guy that if I got as a present, he would just be, like, my go-to. I don't know anything about him. I'm making up a story for him because yeah. he looks like a badass. Yeah, oh, and he's he's fun. Like, I... I keep picking him up and playing around with him because he's just he's a fun robot. Um, and I got him for like five dollars because I had a uh, Target gift card. So <laughs> I was Sweet. like, hey, nice. Um, then my wife picked up for me um, as part of my anniversary presents. 
she gave me the Fortnite. Uh, what is his name? The Renegade Shadow. It's one of the the dudes with the like all black outfit. He's got the like fur lined oh, yeah. coat and the big yep. axe. He's a fun. Uh, he was my first Fortnite figure. Really cool figure. I, I love like that guy. A lot. Um, and then she also got me the uh, retro collection Star Wars uh, Grief Karga and Beskar Mando. And awesome. uh, again, I just I love the retro collection. They're great figures. Um, and then she found she found for twelve dollars the Fortnite reboot van on Amazon. So it's the the strange uh, van with the little elevator lift in it. And it's got two yep. cl- clear figures. Oh, yeah. It ha- it's got the uh, it was a Jonesy and Drift, so they're like translucent blue. Now, the feature does not work great uh, because it's really hard to plug them onto the the little stand that rises up out of the van. The only way I could figure out how to do it is to like hold my hand inside the van and hold up the little elevator piece while I'm trying to simultaneously clip their feet onto it because if you press the the elevator lift up and then try to put pressure on it by putting the figure on it it drops back down and there's no way to like get your hand in with the figure uh when it's when the elevator lift is down so it's very hard to like hook it up but once you have it hooked up it it raises up pretty cool but what i've been finding way more fun is to just drop a figure down in the little elevator lift and slam the uh the lift button and watch him just fucking launch out of the van because they go, <laughs> they go far <laughs> but it's a cool little vehicle like if i had this when i was a kid i this would have been one of my go-to vehicles it's just it doesn't have any driver seats or anything but like the whole front half unfolds and you could just cram a bunch of figures in there so it's very much like the turtle van where it's just like open the shell up and throw a bunch of shit in there well that's cool but yeah so i'm i'm really enjoying that but uh I also got because of uh, Matt LeMay show uh, letting us know in in text the Fortnite um, high stakes squad pack. Yeah, that that is a fun pack. That like, was an I, awesome deal. Oh man, for twelve bucks, four figures. Yeah, I, I just got it in the mail yesterday, and yeah, I haven't been able to stop playing with these guys. They're really cool. Those are perfect goons. Like you can't get oh. better goons than guys in white suits with masks with card suits on them i think i think human bill is going to be their leader (laughs) because he's got the black suit and you know it's the alien in the black suit and these are his henchmen i feel like they should be i feel like they should be thugs for uh the royal flush gang yes yeah but uh by far the the favorite and possibly my pick for best figure of the year I went back to Joy Toy after getting that Warhammer figure and realizing, oh, they upped their game. They they definitely fixed their quality control, and the figures are they're still pricey, but the quality on them is kind of worth the price. Um, the figure I got is it's it's a long freaking name. It's the Cult of San Regia. Uh, it's a figure named Jack. But it's it basically looks like a cross between Dreadnoughts and uh, like Mad Max Fury Road. So and he's got those pictures you sent like fucking awesome. Oh, he's so cool because, yeah, he's like he's got a cybernetic arm. Um, He's got this weird like gas mask on a frickin mohawk, all these like spiked armor bits. 
He's got a sword that looks like it's made out of car parts. He's got like a, a retrofitted Tommy gun with like graffiti on it, a bladed handgun that clips into a little holster. Great figure. And it, like his posability is great. Uh, his accessories are great. The paint apps are gorgeous on it. I cannot stop posing this guy around on my desk. Like he has pretty much killed every figure on my desk so far. <laughs> <laughs> He's I I friggin love him and it makes me want to get more joy toy figures. Um, there are two other like characters in this like cult line. Um, the one guy I, I don't really like. He's just he looks basically like this Jack figure, but he has like a were a, like a wolf pelt on his head. It's not that great. It's basically reuse parts and just you know the, the you're getting a lot of the same for the price. But then there's a, uh, a female figure, and I forget her name, but she's got like this like hot pink Uzi, and, like a sword, like a katana blade, and a weird little stuffed rabbit with X's over its eyes, like. It's this crazy figure. It, it reminds me very much of Zorana. Um, so I'll be getting her. And then there's a couple of new ones coming out in January in the same line. So I hate to say it, but uh, yeah, I'm going to be spending a lot of money on Joy Toy between Warhammer and these guys. I um, I have they got fiddled the with the one that you gave me for that, like, sorry, I gave you COVID. <laughs> yeah. Present. <laughs> fucking it is so much fun it's just a great like desk toy oh yeah yeah i mean i have no complaints about these figures that that one in particular that was one of the ones that i bought uh early on in fact that was my first joy toy figure and i had problems with mine where the the kneecaps kept popping off again easy to fix because it's literally just you plug it back on and all i did was dab a little super glue in there and then they stayed fine after that um but it was I mean, that's what I do to my knees. Well, yeah, I mean, especially at our age. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like they're they're not they're, they're not all great quality control. I bought after getting him. I got some of the earlier figures that came out like the year before and they just freaking fell apart right out of the package. Like they were basically model kit figures. Um, do you display him with his like battle damaged head or the like anime apple seed robot head? The robot head. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah, I got I got him set up with that and the jetpack, and then he's got the sword and the rifle. Um, as much as I like the sword, I kind of like him with the pistol. Yeah, the pistol's great side. too. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh, <laughs> it's just like you never like said which one it was. It's this future guy. Remember, I think I mentioned him last time as I call him uh, time garbage. <laughs> <laughs> And I made up a story where, like, he was sent to the past to stop some sort of an apocalypse, and he did it. Now he has nothing to do because his future doesn't exist, much like the last Terminator sequel, where right. uh, Arnie kills John Connor, and he's just like, now what? And then I, I love that. Drapes, you know, like, uh, <laughs> so I always, like, I saw that concept in the movie, and I thought, how great would it be if there was a movie or a TV show about, like, there's a town somewhere full of time travelers that can't go back to the future because it doesn't exist anymore. Mm. And they're all like, you know, guys with eye patches and robot arms, like from some sort of horrible apocalyptic future. And they killed future Hitler in the past. Now they have nothing (laughs) to do. And they have no job (laughs) skills because all they can do is go back in time and murder people. So it's like, you know, they're trying to be bakers and mailmen, but they're just stuck. (laughs) 
I, I don't know why, I just love the sound of the phrase, they killed future Hitler in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title. I mean, that is a great concept for, like, a comic book or a TV show. You know, like, and they, they can't, they'll affect, you know, I don't know. They killed future <laughs> Hitler. They killed future Hitler in the past. Uh, gosh, what did you get? Now they're bakers. Maybe I'll say like they now killed the future bakers Episcopal. are sailors of stuff. <laughs> Free to spend their lives watching Joe Piscopo. <laughs> like, do you think when John Connor sent Reese back into the past to present, you know, like, to prevent the future war from happening, he never filled him in like what would happen after he, he succeeded? Yeah, no, I, well, probably not, because he's like, you know, I, I'm going to get you laid, but you're also going to die. Yeah, but, like, what if he was <laughs> really successful and he killed the Terminator? Then what? I guess he would well, be John Connor's dad. Yeah, right? he would just kind of hang out and, you know, bang Sarah Connor, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of weird. See, like, I feel I like to go back be... in time and buff my mother. Make sure I exist. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. There's so many dirty jokes there. You treat her right now, but, you know, I don't, you know, (laughs) I need a new bike for my birthday. (laughs) Then they get to the past, and there are two separate robots. They can come with me if you want to live. And then there's another that's like, come with me if you want to get some and live. (laughs) (laughs) Come with me if you want to live. And the other one's like, live with me if you want to come. (laughs) Oh, uh, yes. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> uh, so I suppose I'll start with my 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 show tell with uh, I also got tarantulas. Yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I freaking love him. He's weird and he's stumpy. And, you know, I don't know why, but I, I love those like weird squat little villain transformers like him and uh, the Beast Wars Scorponok. Mm-hmm. Have that same kind of almost short stature. They're Danny DeVito robots. They are. And I want to know when Hasbro licensed Danny DeVito to be Transformers. What is your opinion on Transmetal? Because, you know, they always go back to Beast Wars. And I'm like, let's make Optimus we'll Primal. See. Like they the only Transmetal characters that ever get any love are Megatron and Optimus. Yeah, and I really, I really wish they would do more. The next, supposedly the next line, uh, the next year's title is Legacy Evolution. Okay. So maybe cross our fingers. Like, I think Transmetal 3 Cheetor, like the Transmutants or whatever, where he was all like half Cheeto, half Monster, and like Transmetal Tarantulas are really good. Um... I mean, you've, they've got two of the three Megatrons from Beast Wars. You might as well go for, you know, the home run, get the third one in there. Right. But, uh, uh, but yeah, no, I, I love Tarantulas. I think he's super, super fun. Uh, also got Elita One, uh, the new legacy, Elita One. You know, I saw her and I thought she looked really cool. You know, I'm I'm impressed. She She definitely has a little bit of a weird backpack, but it's also very accurate to... Elita one. So it's not anything that I can fault them on. 
Like a lot of the things I've noticed this in the forums too. A lot of the things that people have problems with in legacy are cartoon accurate things. So it's like you, you can't have it both ways, guys. You can't have G1 accurate. That's not G1 accurate. Right. So, like, if you're going to complain about it, you have to also accept that it's accurate. Do you want toy accurate or show accurate? Yeah, and she's she is very show accurate from the split second you see her in vehicle mode. Yeah. Uh, and she, she has the weird little shoulder pads in robot mode in, uh, in the animation, so whatever uh she poses well she transforms well she's one of those like simple but intuitive figures uh but then transformers wise uh we've got two figures that i'm really annoyed with hasbro about and it's because they're good they're very good figures and i'm annoyed why is that annoying because of course they are the short packed figures in the walmart exclusive velocitron line I still don't get that. But you know what? I also I don't feel your pain because I've seen probably because I'm in the store so much. I've seen Cosmos seven or eight times now. He's worth it. I haven't seen him at uh, all. If you have any attachment to the character whatsoever, he's worth it. I've got the last Cosmos and I think he's fine. Does Nope. Nope. He's not. <laughs> uh, once you get this one in hand, he's not. You, it's that moment of realizing, like, oh, he's really bad. Like, he's he's not an accurate update of Cosmos at all. Um, and I don't know how I was, how I didn't realize how inaccurate he was until I had this one. I love the the flat disc look of that Cosmos. Like, I love that it's a very 50s sci-fi UFO. Yeah. Uh, but this one is a G1 Cosmos that actually works. What kind of gun does he come with? Because I know the previous Cosmos didn't come with anything. Uh, he comes with a pretty basic blaster because of the Velocitron tie-in. Uh, he comes with a little piece that plugs into it to make it like a checkered flag. Okay. Which is completely optional, but I think it's kind of funny that he has a gun that's also a checkered flag. All right. Uh, so I keep it plugged in. But no, it, it looks fine. It's just like a basic small pistol. Um, and then Override, uh, who is apparently a cyber uh, Transformer Cybertron character, or was introduced in the Transformer Cybertron line. Yes. Which is not a line that I am very familiar with. I remember the character, and those designs were fucking crazy. So it's cool they're going back to them. Uh, and it's... It's just a fun toy. Like, I I really... I don't think I can say a single current Hasbro Transformers figure in the in the Legacy line, at least, is not okay. fun. Like, I feel like they've all hit that fun factor mark. Yep. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um... Can't say the same about Studio Series, just because it's got such a heavy focus on the Bayverse, and those are admittedly not as fun. But, man, what they're doing with this Legacy line, I really, I feel like they're hitting the nail on the head. Because even, even the characters that I was kind of meh on, like Elita, once you get her in hand, it's just like, oh, this is really well done. 
Also with the studio series, it feels like a lot of them are unnecessarily complicated to transform. Yes. And which that, drives that, me crazy. That is even true with a lot of the 86 ones. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's like what the, that uh, Sludge or Sludge. I, I keep forgetting their names, the Dinobots. Um, other than Grimlock, the other two have been ridiculously complicated. That first transformation. It's like once you get them, it's like, OK, I got it. But it's like, why was why were these steps needed? Like there there always seems to be like three or four steps that could have been wiped out. Um, and then I'll wrap it up with probably the the most the most uh, the most solid NECA release I've had in hand in a long time, which is Yosagi Ojimbo. They did freaking everything right with Yosagi Ojimbo. Uh, it's it's another one of those cases like if you're a fan of the character and you can get your hands on it just just do it uh, his articulation all works surprisingly well for how stout and squat he is uh, the joints are all really really solid on my copy the ears swap between the two heads so you can use either head with the hood or the hat uh, the soft goods are really nice Yeah, I I can't say anything bad about him. Like, really, that's that's a home run figure. He looks so, really cool. You reminded me, Josh, uh, for this week's Mike forgot to mention it. Brought to you by Jerry's Closet. Shop at Jerry's Closet for all your Jerry needs. Mm. Um, <laughs> I got the Hunchback Leonardo. So did you. And you said a perfect NECA figure. That's a damn near close perfect NECA figure with the storage shell. Um, like, I have zero complaints. And this would be my second Monster Turtle? And I have yeah. Mommy Mike coming. Yeah, I've got I've got a few a few other other things that I was saving just because I feel like I've got a lot of crap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no 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 no! It's, no, it's fine. That'll that'll say. I, I can talk about the other ones later then. Yeah. Uh, great figure. If buy it. I it's agree. It's one hundred percent. There is also. Uh, if you are missing the uh, Raphael as Frankenstein's monster, um, check GameStop. He is both in stock and on sale. The last I checked, so I think he's like twenty six bucks. 25% oh, off all collectibles at GameStop. Like, just go to GameStop, man. Watch them, and then, like, throughout the year, they've got some really good sales. And what they're doing now is they've got to clear out merchandise to make room for the Christmas merchandise because everybody's got shipping problems. So they put a bunch of shit on clearance, and that's an additional 50% off. And then all the collectibles that aren't on clearance are another 25%. So it's... Oh, shit pretty fucking cool and it depends on how lucky you are with the quality of your game stop mike you got two mm-hmm. so you might get lucky um and i'm like stopping myself from getting like the lord said replica helmet because i just have nowhere to put it you know i actually i haven't been to GameStop in a while i i really got to get there it's check it out it's worth your time um so, guys, the theme this week for the show, we're not going to, like, there's not a lot of meat on the bone for it, but I wanted to bring it up 
because I feel like it's important as a play pattern as a kid, and that's monkeys and apes and gorillas. As mentioned earlier with my Congo stuff that I got in the mail. But because of that, I reached out to retired celebrity Dr. Zayas. Uh, he, oh. hasn't, he, he hasn't done much since they found that sex tape that he released to kind of try to keep his celebrity going, and it just failed miserably. Uh, some people thought he was dead, but he's still alive and kicking. You know, chimpanzee monster men live longer than most people, apparently. And uh, I asked him for some personal hygiene tips, because when you're covered in orange fur, it's harder to keep yourself clean. And I thought, you know, it could be a lesson to all of us nerds that I asked him if I could play the piano anymore. Say, <laughs> Of course I can, but I couldn't before. <laughs> <laughs> all right enough preamble uh dr zayas is here with some personal hygiene tips and then we're going to jump into the news so we'll be right back do not walk away you're going to love it hello kids this is dr zayas the last time you saw me i was with mr charlton heston thanks to that I learned some important personal hygiene tips, thanks to his inability to use them. Now, remember, Dr. Zayas says, when you get within 10 feet of another living being that has nostrils, make sure you've wiped your ass sooner than the last three weeks. Uh, It's a smell that uh, I, I can't even describe. I couldn't eat bananas for weeks. It made me so grumpy. That fucking Heston. Oh, such a such a star. Such a such a big man thinking he can just walk around the beach unclean. That brings me to tip number two. Uh, make sure you, you wear deodorant if you choose not to bathe for upwards of a month. So if you're pretending to be stranded on a planet full of apes. Because that's all it was, pretending. Uh, except for his smell. That was real. So deodorant and wipe your ass. Remember, kids, it pays to not be a filthy fucking ape. Uh, give me my liquor. I'm done with this for now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounded a little familiar. <laughs> uh, it's, it's Dr. Zayas. It's played by Orson Welles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Josh. Fantastic. Um, uh, can I can I tell you a fun random side note here? Sure. We we have an we have an Austin radio station called the Bat. Um, and it there there really aren't commercials, but they're you know they're the little plugs, and it's like just you know radio typical radio sound clips. And in the middle of them all, uh, well there there are two different ones, and in the middle of both of them is Orson Welles. Nice. So randomly as I'm listening to the radio, I'll just hear Orson Welles' voice and just be like, it's the bat. Or, the bat is waiting for you. (laughs) (laughs) And it really, like, at first I was just like, what? Is is that, that has to be Welles. Uh, and it turns out he did he did do like a little known movie called The Batman that is not actually about the superhero. Oh. Uh, but yeah, so 
So I hear Orson Welles sound clips like anytime I'm in the car and have the radio on. Cool. Um, let's do, as I like to do with the news, I like to pop on my favorite news sites to see if there's any breaking news before I give you the proper news. Yes, Entertainment Earth has two new exclusives from... What is the company that makes these? There's an exclusive glow-in-the-dark death and a glow-in-the-dark creep figure from um, 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 Incendium Toys. These are five-inch figures. Uh, this death now comes with some extra board games like Twister and Electronic Football. This is Beth from Bill's and uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And the Creep from Creep Show. Uh, two widely available IPs. Marvel Legends, uh, if you guys are subscribers to the Marvel Unlimited digital package, where you can read all the Marvel comics for a year for like $100 digitally. And part of this service is you get a free Marvel Legend figure for subscribing. And there's like one every year. And it's usually some sort of fun repaint. This year, it's Yellow Daredevil, um, which previously came out at Walgreens. This is a darker, more muted color. And Daredevil is going to be popular because he's popping up on She-Hulk. Um, something I wrote down, I forgot to mention. Have you guys been watching She-Hulk? I just finished the third episode. I have to watch the fourth one tonight. Do you like it? Um, I'm enjoying it now. The first episode I had a lot of problems with, and I was like, I was a little disappointed because I love the Dan Slott run of the comic. Yeah. Um, There was a lot of stuff that I was like, I don't like what they're doing here. Uh, but by the second episode, I'm like, oh, okay, this is more like the comic book. This is a lot of fun. I'm enjoying myself. Fun um, fact, Dan Slott is a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> He's been promoting the hell out of it on social media. Nice. It, uh, uh, are they four episodes in or five? Four. Josh, four. You know? The fourth episode is the best so far and fucking hilarious. Yep. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go into any details here. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, it's got two N's and a Y, but it's not where you think. Yep. And Mike, just, just be ready. Um, I was going to say, I've heard, I've heard nothing but good things about the fourth episode. And I can't see why they would make action figures for certain character, but I would, I would buy, buy the fuck out of it. Yep. Um, anyways, and having watched the show, I feel like Wong needs his own something. Wong is great. He's, I feel like Wong is not fit to be Sorcerer Supreme. I think he's great as this weird, bizarre fuck up of a superhero. <laughs> like he gets more range. Like he gets like what Tony Stark should have had. <laughs> just being like this guy with this power who is just fucking strange. Josh, you sent me a picture. What is? <laughs> 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 Jackson. I've been um, I've been holding in laughter about that. Also, uh, there are deluxe versions of the Joker, Scarecrow, and Red Hood coming from McFarland, uh, which means an accessory and more paint. So a lot of the new McFarland stuff, they're just not painting them. Uh, so it's like instead of paint, they're just gluing parts on. I'll get to it later with some figures that are coming up. Uh, let me check my other secondary news source before I dive in like a crazy person. There is a supersized Scrooge McDuck coming from Super 7. It seems like they're doing one or two of those a year. Uh, there is a shipping schedule from Super 7. 
Wave five and six of Turtle Ultimates have shipped from the factory, meaning they'll be here very soon. Also, Undercover Raphael. Um, so that is Ray Filet, Samurai Leo, Krang, Leatherneck, Slash, Ace Duck, Sewer Surfer Michelangelo, and Scratch, and Undercover Raphael, which that should be Donatello. Um, yeah. Those are coming out. There's some sort of New York City Comic Con something going on in sale in October. I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm excited, though. It's probably some sort of glow-in-the-dark repaint, as they like to do. Now, if it's a glow-in-the-dark Krang, I'm all over it. Yes, I will buy a thousand of those. Um, the next wave of Disney Ultimates is Never Before Christmas-themed with Jack, Sally, and Oogie Boogie. And they look pretty damn good. Um, I hope that this is it. They don't have to make everything from Never Before Christmas. Maybe once a year they have a Nightmare Before Christmas wave for a few years to kind of get the rest of the main big wigs out of the way. But they don't have to go and like make the werewolf or the axe maniac or like some of the weird witches, like the background characters that people like to buy. I don't Harlequin think that's demon the... I want. Okay. It's, you yeah. know. I like the clown with the tearaway face. Damn it. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think you need like the vampire. Like, that's usually when you're getting pretty deep is when you start making the weird background characters. I think Count Creepyhead would uh, would beg to differ. And his, <laughs> his serial-covered testicles. Uh, there is an entire wave of reaction Troy McLure figures, which continues the uh, tradition of them taking risks with Simpsons reaction stuff. So they did a uh, McBain wave. Now there's a Troy McLure wave. And it's Troy McLure, like the running joke for a few seasons where he's like, you may remember me from such. And then they would give you a clip of this weird movie he was in. So it's all these different Troy McLure uh, roles. There are reaction Muppets that look really awesome with one small problem. Animal doesn't come with his drum set. Yep, that's a problem. That's the only thing I noticed where I was like, I don't like that. Uh, He's got the sticks, does not have the drum kit because everybody else kind of has what they need he doesn't have that there's reaction will well, figures i Wait. think my follow-up question to that is to be fair though does scooter have kermit because he needs kermit he's he useless without kermit it's such an <laughs> odd like it's the uh the electric teeth haha <laughs> um the electric mayhem band and scooter it's really uh, just odd that when you sent that, Scooter. it made me giggle because I was thinking about, like, misheard song lyrics. Mm-hmm. And it made me immediately think of Benny and the Jets with, she's got electric boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> electric boobs and teeth. <laughs> okay, well, there's a side note for you. Um, we've got Reaction Willow figures coming out. It looks like the Disney exclusive Willow figure is Willow with a Laura Dannon. And then just regular plain old Willow is like the standard release. I think they haven't had any kind of confirmation on it, but I think that's what's going on. Uh, there's a super size Reptar coming out from super seven as well, which is pretty cool. McFarland announced and showed off a huge array of avatar figures and have never been more underwhelmed in my life. Yeah. Uh, they, they look like crap. It's, I don't think it's McFarlane. Oh boy, it's just Blue Dog people. Avatar, I could give a shit. 
I remember when that came out and everybody was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And I went and saw it in 3D and I thought the movie was like such a thumb sideways. I've never watched it again. I've still never seen it. You're not I've had anything. I had zero desire to see it back in the day. Well, I shouldn't say zero desire. When people were telling me how amazing the 3D was, I was like, all right, I'm intrigued because I like 3D, but not enough to actually go and spend money to watch it because every trailer I saw, I was like, eh, it's Space Pocahontas or Space yeah, Ferndale. I, I don't care. It's the same thing with Space Wolves. It is. Yeah. It's just fucking boring. The only thing it did is uh, give what's his name a, a career resurgence from uh the blind killer guy what's his fucking nuts uh mr mcgillicuddy shitty mcgee the guy you know the movie where the guy's like the blind guy who uh, has a girl oh um yeah oh shit what is his name Uh, (laughs) the guy from don't breathe and yeah uh vfw VFW. who was an actor who was around forever that never noticed until they put him in avatar now he's coming back for the sequels um Great, that's it. Everything else I could give a shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, we already mentioned Grizzlor's coming out. He's made to order. Page Puncher's Wave 2, which is the comic book with the tiny McFarlane superhero. This one is Joker, Nightwing, and like Red Hood, I think. They look like shit. Oh, no, Green Lantern, I'm sorry. I just are very underwhelming and look breakable. Mortal Kombat Wave 10. Uh, there's a, another spawn and Batman Who Laughs. Uh, for some reason, the spawn looks really sweet. Yeah, no, the spawn looks really good. The the Batman who laughs, uh, noob Cybot skin. I, I don't know. I I was underwhelmed by it. Like, it looks okay, but meh, whatever. If you I got a question. Yeah. How come the McFarlane Mortal Kombat figures look better than the McFarlane Spawn figures? It's a good question. I don't know. If you don't have a spawn yet and you want a spawn like a bloody spawn. Go to GameStop. He's on clearance. They're great figures. You get like an accessory, like an axe or whatever, uh, in Necro Blast, and for less than ten dollars. Uh, McFarlane dragons are back, and the first dragon is kind of underwhelming. It's like a dinosaur-style dragon. I don't know. Uh, there is a wave of speed metal, which I guess is some sort of imprint within DC, like the metal comics. This is all Flash-themed, and the Build-A-Figure is the Darkest Knight, which is like a spirit demon Batman thing. That thing looks cool, but I ain't buying uh, all those figures. Yeah, It's and the, the only figures, damn cool figure in the wave. Yeah. yeah. They're all like weird variants on the Flash, and they cut down on paint apps and just glued parts that should be painted on instead of painting them. It's really fucking weird looking. Like, a lot of figures, it looks like if you took a wash to them, they'd look amazing. Yeah, but he just decided to cut that out entirely. Uh, they showed off the sectors figures that were teased at the PowerCon a few weeks ago. Uh, I don't get why they're making these without the bugs because that was the appeal of sectors with the bug puppets at the guys' ride. Right, and and, well, and that's the thing they had the three and three fourth inch figures from Zika Toys, and those figures are fantastic. I, I have uh, the the two main characters. The I forget their name, Prince whatever, and the the spider guy um i have the two of them and their the articulation is fantastic they have magnets in their feet so they can stick to fridges and whatnot which is really fun um and there was the perfect size to to make the rideable bug you know monsters 
but they just never went anywhere with it. And now they're bringing them back in six inch form. And it's like, no. why? <laughs> no, it's like transformers that don't transform. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> uh, it's like feet without toes, you know, like <laughs> a happy meal without a toy, whatever. Um, <laughs> there, uh, is a McFarlane Gorilla Grodd coming out again? It's got like no paint and it looks really fucking weird. There it's also are, got no pants. Yeah, it's just a gorilla, but it's like just black, very stark on the details. Well, to be fair, big... it was Solomon Grundy that wanted pants, not Gorilla Grodd. That's right. Um, that's true. There's a new Spin Masters Solomon Grundy that's coming out. That's out actually that I found today and I sent you guys a picture. He's huge body and a tiny fucking head. And it's, I like him. It's I was going to say, I kind of like it. Uh, there's Andor merchandise coming out for the new Andor TV show, and it looks, they all look boring as hell. Like, I cannot wrap my head around why they're releasing merchandise for this show. It's a show basically where a bunch of boring British people do all of the boring Star Wars <laughs> commander roles. You know, like the guys that Vader hates so much, he just chokes them nonstop. <laughs> And they're just like, let's give these assholes a TV show with Andor and his mush mouth. <laughs> and like, there's no cool aliens. There's no his robot buddies not there. Like, I have no fucking clue why they want to make this show. And they're making like figures of like, I'm sweaty British man in a disguise. So I have like a poorly fitting Imperial officer outfit and I'm exclusive to Walmart. Get excited. No. <laughs> And the rest are, like, repaints of previous, like, Rogue One figures, which are already out there. And you can still go to, like, any Walgreens or Target and buy the old Rogue One toys that never sold. Five below. Yeah, like... Ollie's. Why the fuck? Why? Damn it. Hasbro, fire everybody that works on Star Wars because they just don't get it. Um... We've got Bruce Lee Ultimates Wave 2, and unfortunately, Super 7 cannot sculpt a proper human likeness to save their lives, because these do not look like Bruce Lee. They're very, like, cartoony Bruce Lee, instead of, like, at Bruce Lee, for whatever reason, is, like, very hard to sculpt. I don't know why. It's very rare that I see one that looks like him. Um, maybe, like, a Japanese or, like, a Hong Kong import that's really, really nicely sculpted that looks like him. But when you get like Diamond Select or like a mass market Bruce Lee, it never looks right. Um, let's see here. I mentioned the Page Cruncher's Flash Wave. So these are the bigger, nicer McFarland DC figures that come with a comic book. And again, they don't have a lot of paint. So a character like Heat Wave is white and orange. That's it. It's not like yeah. white plastic, orange plastic glued together. Here's your figure. Also, uh, why are they doing so much fucking Flash at once? Because the Flash movie was supposed to come out for Christmas. Oh, yeah. So McFarland can't, you know, correct the ship now. It's like when Dune, those toys came out, but then they mm. did the movie for a year, so they sat on a shelf and nobody actually got to watch the film to buy the toys. That's why there's all this Flash shit that's coming out, um, which has been delayed definitely because Ezra Miller is like a kidnapper and a rapist and a crazy person. Um, NECA has... Or, supposedly if there's anybody like one of our 12 listeners who wants to sue us <laughs> there's no, an accessory I, set that, sucks. yeah there's an accessory set for the NECA universal dracula 
which I'm really excited about because I always found it funny that there's an armadillo hanging around Dracula's coffin under the castle or House Harker and the opening scenes of Dracula where it just kind of pans around his dirty basement that he lives in. And they kind of just like went to the petting zoo and are like, what do you have that looks creepy? And they have an armadillo. <laughs> so it comes with his coffin. Um, I might get that, even though I have a feeling NECA is going to redo it in black and white at some point. Um, there are Revelation style or Masterverse movie He-Man and movie Skeletor. Skeletor looks fine. He-Man looks like Awful. London. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with that. Uh, I'm still going to buy it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good enough where I think it's worth your money. There is a Marvel Legends comic book version of Gore the God Butcher, which if I had known, I probably wouldn't have bought the Christian Bale Gore the God Butcher. And I would have gotten this one. Um, Just a personal you know, opinion on the character. I don't like having two versions of like, unless the character's amazing. Like I don't need comic Baron Zemo and movie Baron Zemo unless they're both awesome, which they are. I don't, that statement made no fucking sense. And finally, NECA is re-releasing their 12 inch scale, Billy, the puppet from saw, which when it came out originally was 39 I think this new one is now 120. So that's inflation for you. Uh, I got the old one and he can't stand. He is uh, not the best figure. So if you buy that, get ready. Uh, ours fell and broke a few times. Um, the tricycle parts are a clear, brittle plastic. It's just be careful. It may not be worth your money. Uh, that's it for the news. Have I forgotten anything, guys, that you're thinking in your head that I missed? Not that I can think of. No. Okay. Oh, One. oh, oh, oh. Here is something that was just teased by Super 7 with uh, no further context. Uh, this Friday, Metaluda Mutant of some sort is coming. Oh. That's probably their 31 Nights of Halloween. Have they made a glow-in-the-dark Metaluda? I think they did. Uh, whatever, I'll yeah, buy it. There is no mistaking that outline. Um, you know what I'd love, and I don't think they'll do because NECA's doing it? Their version of the Monster Turtles. Which would be like the actual whoever had, you know, like... Yeah. It was like Metaluna Mikey back in the day. Yeah. Or Metaluna Raph. Was it Metaluna Raph? I think and, like, so. And like Raph was a mummy. There's like Vampire Donatello... I'd buy those two. I think those would be really sweet to have. Um, you know, what, you guys, what, oh, what? say real, real quick. One of the things I was going to say when you were talking about the Andor merchandise for Star Wars, the problem with this is Hasbro got really used to having an entire like decade worth of we can make any Star Wars character whatsoever and you'll buy it because they were doing a three and three fourth inch line that people were collecting and people were filling out the ranks of their characters. Then they decided to jump all over the place with, ah, we're going to do retro. We're going to do vintage. We're going to do six inch. We're gonna... And now no one cares. And they're still like, it's Star Wars. Fuck you. You'll buy it. And yeah. they're learning the hard way that it's not going to work. And Remember with... Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I would have bought retro and or if they did like shore troopers or oh, like. Yeah. 
um, a Stella Starsguard. Is it Stella Starsguard? Or Bill? Whatever he's, whatever one's on the show, I get him because I like those guys. But I'm not gonna get like anything else, right? Especially because I know they'll end up on clearance almost immediately. Oh yeah. Which if you go to Target, a lot of them have already clearanced out the um, the Rogue One Hannibal figure. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there was one other one that was like uh, an exclusive to Target. Like it's already twelve dollars. Yeah, and I wanted I wanted to get the Hannibal figure to make like put him on a suited body. I can't remember his Star Wars name. Um, Mads Milkinson. but I, there's no proper nice suit from Hasbro. They have like power suit. Uh, Tony Stark is the closest you get, but there's nothing. It's like a really nice closed suit jacket. Like um, you could kind of take Warner Herzog's head off of Star Wars and put it on uh, J. Jonah his body and have a proper Warner Herzog for adventures. You can't do it with this uh, Mads Milkinson figure, unfortunately. So guys, Dr. Zayas wants to tell you about safe sex. In particular, safe sex with monkey people. So I want you to listen very carefully because I know a lot of us are still virgins with condoms in our pockets and you never know when, like, a naked woman's going to fall through the ceiling and it's time to do it, the it, with the ladies. So, Dr. Zayas is going to tell you exactly what you need to do. And we'll be right back. We're going to talk about Gorilla Toys and a bunch of other stuff. So, buckle up and we'll be right back. You brought me out of retirement to talk to these kids that don't even want to practice. Oh, yes. Hello, kids. It's Dr. Zayas again. I want to talk to you about safe sex. Now, the thing you should understand is with monkey sex, there's a lot of poo. There's a lot of poo throwing. There's a lot of poo involved. There's a lot of poo let out when we're enjoying things. So, you know, uh, I suggest you not only wear a condom, but you wear a raincoat uh, and and you, you come with... Lots of things that you can wash yourself with immediately afterwards. Otherwise, you'll you'll just be, you know, literally doing the dirty. Because you'll be dirty and filthy like most fucking humans are. Ah. So, yeah, the other things that you should know about. We screech. Uh, loud enough to pop your eardrums. You know, it, it, it's... It's pleasure. It's pleasure for us. Well, for you, it's terrible. But for us, it's pleasure. So, you know, just shut up and enjoy it. That's that's about it. Otherwise, it's normal. But, uh, you know, painful. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Good times. Thanks, Dr. Zayas. You're the best. Oh, dear. So, guys, am I in the minority here in that I I like gorillas and King Kong, Planet of the Apes, Congo? None. Definitely not. Not at all. Did you guys... I think something that every kid kind of has growing up, children of the 80s, you had either a name band, but you probably had a generic Godzilla, Mm -hmm. and you had a generic gorilla to fight him. Did Absolutely. you guys have that? Like the King Kong? It could be like a rubber gorilla. I I had a few. Um, oh, yeah. A squeaky gorilla. 
let's just talk. I had toys. There, there was a gorilla toy. It was, it was like a hard rubber. Like this thing actually had some heft to it. Like if, if you threw it at someone, you were going to take them down. Um, but it was like a gorilla on all fours, kind of leaning forward. And it was the the perfect size compared to He-Man figures that I could sit He-Man on his back like a like a battle cat gorilla. And I loved it. I played with that figure all the time. But it was just some kind of generic like remember the I oh got I can't even remember the name of the company, but they did all those generic like dragons and like elephants and rhino yeah it was like yeah hey these are perfect in scale with your five inch action figures it was like one of those it was in like they had saddles on like just weird animals and it was sort of be like these play with he-man right Right? only this didn't have a saddle on it it was just a big rubber gorilla you know you know what i had that i made uh i i don't know that it was he-man that wrote it specifically but my he-man figures would ride was the zoids gorilla Oh, oh, that was a good God. one. Zoids. Fuck. I was never allowed to have them because I was a little kid and you just break Zoids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a friend, like, when they came back the second time in, like, the late 90s and the early 2000s, that was, like, really, really into fucking Zoids. I've Still to this day, I've never built one. I've built a couple. They're fun. Are they, like, complex model kits or they're, they're made to look that way, but they're not really? Um, I don't remember the 80s ones because I didn't have the 80s ones, but the, the more modern ones, they're kind of just like snap together kits and yeah, they're, they're, they, they're toys. Yeah, that pretty much all of the U.S. release ones are just like snap together toys, but there are some really high end Japanese ones that are like put every piece together and watch it walk. Yeah, like I know, Josh, you found some of the like the newer ones that kind of came out in COVID and got lost in the wash. Yeah, um, those those are basically like snap together kits. And yeah. So it's funny how we kind of got distracted with Zoids. But yeah, like I I had maybe I had one. I think I had a Scorpion. Um and all I had left after I was done playing was the little driver, the little golden guy, like the Diaclone pilot that went inside of it. Um I had I always wanted Planet of the Apes toys cuz I loved Planet of the Apes. Um but I never had any of the Migos and they never made action figures properly i know palisades was going to make some that was supposed to be like a follow-up to the army of darkness blind box stuff so they had a he's always plans for terminator plan of the apes and i want to say there's like one other movie that they were going to roll out with and then palisades went under and never made them but can you imagine just like what kind of ape am i going to get and you know if you really want dr zayas you got to buy a whole case yeah Palisades was a great company when they were making toys, but man, they yeah. really were. When they were firing all cylinders, the Adult Swim two packs, I wish they made more of, and they never did. Oh, I, I still kick myself for not buying those when I saw them. Yeah, we ne- we never got a complete series cast for anyone. No, yeah. like we got Master Shake. We didn't get Frylock, Carl. Who do we get? It was Master Shake and one other person. Didn't they make Moth Monster Man? Yep, it was Moth Monster Man. That's yeah. yeah. And they did the Mega Meat Wad. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. Um, that was that's a good are, line. Are you guys Godzilla or King Kong? If, you know, before there was Freddy versus Jason, there was Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, we had Wolfman meets Frankenstein. 
but <laughs> that was always like the mashup film that we had forever. Did you guys have a favorite? Uh, it's hard because I, I love both. Like, I love King Kong, but I love Godzilla, too. See, was, I got to go with King Kong for one specific reason. And it's that, that T-Rex jaw snap. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked how he mashed a tree down Godzilla's throat in Godzilla vs. King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember seeing King Kong Returns, the one with Linda Blair. Not Linda Blair. Uh, Sarah oh, Li- Linda Hamilton. Little Hammond, I saw that in the theater when I was a kid, and I remember getting oh, no. for laughing at the now gorilla I want to see tits. one with Linda Blair. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I mentioned Gorilla Tits. Um, that one was great because it's Godzilla, not Godzilla, Jesus Christ, King Kong meets female King Kong. They bring him back. They give him a like a new robot heart. It's such a weird movie, but I remember loving it as a kid because it was a giant monster movie. Yep. Um. If you were gonna do your version of Planet of the Apes, would you have like Josh? Would you have like Planet of the Cats? Where oh, that would be terrifying. <laughs> you're a pilot that you know is flying through space. You accidentally time travel and you end up in the play Cats. It's it would. Oh God, that's even more terrifying. Planet of the Apes it would be like the island in Metalocalypse where they have the island for kitties. And they just <laughs> devour anyone that comes there. <laughs> See, I'm I'm also picturing like you know classic Planet of the Apes style, like people in in just like armor with like weird cat makeup walking around being like, yes, yes, you see, we've evolved from the small feline creatures that you used to know as cats. Now we simply act as you would imagine that another human would, should they still exist. However, we do still push things off of shelves. I was going to say, randomly, you would just see one of the cat people slap one of them off of a horse going, fuck you. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> slap the, the other cat person off, off a horse. The like they'd, they'd have a scene where they'd finish eating dinner and then all of a sudden, like, the cat would just, like, swipe everything off of the table and lay there and <laughs> lick his crotch. <sighs> uh, yeah, they, they eat this large banquet where astronaut Josh... It's like, thank you for your hospitality. And every, after they're done eating, they just knock their plates off the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's customary here. Oh, wow. You were kidding about those kneecaps. Oh, did one pop <laughs> off? <laughs> <laughs> I've been fiddling with it and it just popped right off. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's easy to put back on, but it just doesn't. The, the quality control on that doesn't seem great. Whereas with the newer ones, they're fantastic. Does this happen to you? Like, you're playing with toys, a piece pops off, you have to stand up and shake, and then it falls off of, like, your belly button. There it goes. <laughs> it was in my rolls. <laughs> I'll often get things caught in my t-shirt, yeah. And be like, yep. where is that stand up? And Oh, oh there it is. It happens yep. a lot when I'm working, because I eat in the car, and then I'll get up and get out of the car to go to work, and then it's just like, cereal and half a sandwich and <laughs> chips from uh, Mighty Taco. Okay, you know what? I thought that there wouldn't be a lot of the meat and the bone for Monkey Talk because we all just love it. But there isn't a lot of merchandise out there. I wish there were uh, G.I. Joe stuff, Planet of the Apes toys. I would buy the hell out of just the apes. Uh, the reaction stuff is amazing. One, um, uh, oh, good. 
Oh, no, no, go for it. I would say one monkey toy that I had as a kid that I, I'm sure both of you had as well that I absolutely loved was uh, that Sergeant Bananas from the TMNT line. Yep. Um, and the thing I loved so much about him is the way his arms were positioned and the fact that he had proper wrist articulation. You could actually have him like hand over hand on like a string or like a piece of yarn stretched across two surfaces. So you could have him like do the little monkey climb across the rope. And it was it was a lot of fun. I loved that figure. I, yeah, that um, really was awesome. As a kid, I loved the movie Murders in the Room Morgue. Mm hmm. Not so much for the delivery, but I love the concept of a murderous gorilla. Yeah. Because I always felt like that would be, I always just felt like apes killing people was fucking awesome. Like the, uh, the skinless gorilla in Hollow Man. Yep. Or if you really want to go super deep, there's this movie called, uh, Link. Chacon. And Link, yeah. Link was <laughs> like a killer butler orangutan. Yeah. <laughs> which it's, but it's a really creepy fucking movie. Link um, is awesome. I like that movie. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna add that to the list of uh, dumpster fire theater whenever we get back to that. Elizabeth Shue, it's really fucking cool. Um, so I used Sergeant Bananas as like my killer gorilla that was on the loose that Doctor Mindbender had like unleashed on an unknowing public, <laughs> but he's also See, got a, an army helmet. I used the uh, the Bucky O'Hare uh, gorilla guy. I forget his name. Oh yeah, that's a great one. I I used yeah, him I as totally my my bad guy that. gorilla. You know who we're forgetting like. Blaring omission, Cygor. Oh, yeah. Well, Cygor was a little later. That was in the 90s. I still played um, with the second one a ton. Oh, yep. me too. I, I did too, but I'm just saying, like, when I was, like, I, I was thinking more like 80s and, and you know, early, like, young childhood. Because Cygor too, what was that, like, 97, I think? I think it was 97. I, I know I was, yeah. I, I was definitely working at Media Play when it came out. <laughs> that second wave of mcfarland stuff what no third well because there was the the first cygor figure um that was kind of squat and just like you know in a regular blister bubble yeah um, no, I'm, I'm thinking of like because there was always one at least one big guy per wave and that second wave had bad rock malboja pilot spawn and I think the third wave had Cygor. Yeah. Not that oh, it matters. Cygor but... 2 was 1998. I just looked it up. So, yeah, I, yep. was eight, I was 18 when that came out. That was an amazing figure. I was 17. Um, with a robot chimp that lives in his belly. Such I, a good figure. Easily the best vintage spawn toy, in my opinion. Honestly, if, if we're going to talk, like, if we're going to give McFarlane props... Um, I would say McFarlane toys from 97 to about 2001. Yeah, that that era was just McFarlane toys was crushing it because they had stuff like, you know, Cygor 2. Um, they had the movie Maniacs line. So they were they were taking all these different chances. And then we had the what were they called Nitro Riders in Spawn. <laughs> yeah. They, Can I like, share a, a story about Nitro Riders? Go for it. And Mike and Josh, maybe you guys can fill in the pieces to this story that I always want to bring up and I never have the opportunity. Nitro Riders, if you don't know what Nitro Riders is, they were smaller scaled, like four or five inch spawn guys that came with a motorcycle. And there was one wave, you got a guy in a motorcycle and they were the price of a regular spawn guy. And then they had 
chase limited edition versions where they were all gold. Yep. So something that I liked to do once or twice a year, I go to Buffalo from Rochester to like toy hunt. And I remember going down 104 to go to Niagara Falls to just see what was out there. And I stopped. Was there a second mall in Niagara Falls? Uh, there was the Summit Park Mall back in the day, and then there was the Factory Outlet Mall, which is still around. Factory, yep. Not the Factory Outlet Mall, not the mall that had Toys R Us. Was there another downtown that Niagara Summit Falls? Park mall. Downtown Niagara Falls, like oh. down by the falls, there was the Rainbow Mall, and in the late 90s, they were really weird. All right, so it had but to be the Rainbow Mall. There. Yeah. I went to the Rainbow Mall, and there was a store in the Rainbow Mall that had a wall, Bed Bath & Beyond style, like merchandise to the fucking ceiling that was 10 feet, <laughs> hall, 10 feet tall of just Nitro Riders. I think I know exactly where you're talking about. What the fuck? Where was this place? What was <laughs> This it? was in the Rainbow Mall. There was a, a little collector, well, quote unquote, like collector shop um, that they had like toy. Did it have like cards and comics as well? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I know exactly which one that is. Yep. And after the mall closed down, uh, didn't they also open up the spider's web? I think they might have. I think that might have been the same place. What's the spider's web? Uh, it was a little comic card and collectible shop on uh, Pine Avenue in the falls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I remember seeing this place, not having enough money for like, a ton of toys I bought, like, I was thinking, like, either I can buy an action figure or I can eat food and go back home. Like, I didn't have enough money to, like, fill my car up with gas. I just went, I used to do shit like this out of boredom. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing the Nitro Riders and, like, the gold versions and just being like, nah, and I didn't buy anything because they were also overpriced. Yep. But I just remember being like, this is bizarre that there's, like, a thousand Nitro Rider figures. Like, they mortgaged their property. And put all of the money into Nitro Riders. And it was insane. And, well, and then and the mall closed. After and, that. and that's the thing. At that time frame, uh, McFarland Toys, like like we said, they they were firing on all cylinders. So people were going nuts for McFarland Toys. And, um, you know, the Nitro Riders were kind of like right at the, the top of that, like, wave of McFarland killing the industry. And... While they were really cool figures, they didn't sell. No. Like, I remember, because I got mine at Media Play. Um, I used to buy tons of McFarland toys at Media Play because my discount was awesome there. I had, it was 40% off toys. Oh, my God. So, I, yeah, I mean, like, I and I, again, I was one of the guys that would help unload the truck. So I would open the box, be like, oh, this is McFarland toys. And I would just set aside, you know, one of each of the figures I wanted to buy. And then I would buy them after my my shift. Um and they didn't care. I mean, as long as as long as the product was moving, they didn't care who the hell was buying it. So, I, I mean, there were multiple movie maniac waves that never even saw the floor because it was me. And there was this lady, Nancy, who used to work there, um, that she was a huge uh, toy collector. And so she and she she was one of those toy collectors that just bought everything. It was like, I'm going to buy everything and one day this will pay for a house type of thing. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's not good collecting, but okay. I bet um, you that McFarland stuff's really paid off for you, Nancy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, um, 
but but I, I will give her this. This is the, the credit I will give her is she knew that I was a big fan of the Movie Maniacs line. So if I wasn't working and Movie Maniacs came in, she would call me at home and be like, hey, which one of these do you want? Like, do you want all of them? <laughs> like, she would put them aside for me. So that was really cool. But um, but yeah, the Nitro Riders, I bought the I forget, it was like the all black spawn. I think it was called Eclipse. And then there was the orange, like bronze character. I think it was like yep. Afterburner or something. I got those two and then I couldn't find the other two because like when I when I got to work, they had already sold some of them. Um, and then I found the other two actually at the um, I want to say it was EB Games when they were still a thing at the Eastern Hills Mall when Jess worked at uh, Ritz Camera out there. I went out there to meet her for lunch. And while, uh, like, after she went back to work, I went over to EB Games and was poking around, and they just had a clearance bin, and there was a bunch of the Nitro Riders in there, and I was like, ooh, I don't have these two yet. I had the green one. Yep. I had the I had all green, the black, and the blue. They were they were really fun figures. Like They, they were, were great figures. Yeah. For McFarlane. And, yeah. And they had those cool, like you know, uh, GI Joe sized, like Akira looking motorbikes. <laughs> like they were yeah. really cool. And you know, another thing he did, I think that was like the peak was when he tried to make the wave of combiner robots. I never got those. I, I did. bought the entire wave and it sucked. Oh, I loved them. They didn't look good when they were combined. The individual robots were okay, but, um, you know, as as a kid, they were a good giant monster stand-in for the virus creature. Okay, oh, yeah. I can see that. Um, I bought the whole wave at EB Games or GameStop. I can't remember which one. I remember finding them and being like, I don't know. And then I did, and it was really hard to assemble because all the pieces were black. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard to figure out like what goes where. And then when it was done, it just looked like this is just a bunch of crap cobbled together, and you're pretending things are arms and legs. There yeah. was the combiner that he did in um God, I forget what wave yeah, of spawn where it was. It was. The two guys that were combined. Yeah, there were the two weird robots, like the one kind of looked like a like a bird creature walking around on two arms. Yeah, those and ones were better. I loved that set because I bought that whole wave. I just bought the entire case again, media play. Um and those two figures I played with constantly because they were it was a big bulky monster robot and there was the same line that had the heap which was a great fucking figure yeah it was i still have that one on display that's such a cool figure see now and this is the thing like we give mcfarlane a lot of shit now because we know what they once did (laughs) and it's like ah they used to be so good back in the day well we give him shit because todd's phoning it in well he's also gone you know crazy in his old age he's lost Um, his marbles it's, it's sad to see so, so many comic creators lose their marbles as they get old. Like, look at Frank Miller. <laughs> oh, God. He looks like a crazy homeless man that smells like cactus. He's like he's <laughs> like the incel captain. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible because it's like the leader of the fedora, fedora hat brigade, you know? Yeah. And it, it's so sad because I loved Frank Miller back in the day. Like, I, I used to read... All of his books, like Sin City, the, the I, I love the Dark Knight Returns, loved his Daredevil run, Ronin, 300, all that. I was huge Frank Miller fan. He's my favorite writer and artist of the 80s. 
he's definitely up there for me and yeah. like his his art is something i still try to emulate to this day like i still try to like study his art and because he he had a very dynamic way of picking where light goes that doesn't make any real fucking sense but it looks gorgeous um but then i remember all-star batman came out and this is where it was the beginning of the end for frank miller for me i remember reading all-star batman and (laughs) batman was yelling at robin very much like suicide yells at trash in Return of the Living Dead. There, <laughs> there was this like, what do you think this is a fucking costume? It's a way of life. You know, it's like that kind of thing. Cause he's like, who, who do you think I am? I'm the fucking Batman. And I lost it. I'm like, they really wrote this. Like this happened. This is a comic. This is not okay. And then he went and made Holy Terror, which, oh boy. I don't know if you guys read. I don't know how we got on, on comic talk, but yeah. I'm just going to uh, tell you. Holy Terror is worth reading just for how fucking insane it is. Um, it's like it's watching a man lose his mind. I kind of lost my love for him with the constant sequels to Dark Knight that you were know, wholly I, unnecessary. They were okay. I didn't hate them. I didn't either, but it was just sort of like, why are you doing this? Well, I think, to be fair, I, I do think that was DC's decision, because I remember DC was very hellbent on doing sequels to their big sellers, and they were pushing for a sequel to Dark Knight, and they were pushing for a sequel to The Watchmen, because um, I remember Alan Moore famously getting pissed off about them wanting to do a sequel to The Watchmen, and eventually they did, but there there was a lot of, of heavy push for like, hey, these were our big sellers in the 80s and they're still selling well now. Let's do more. Let's cash in. Um, and I think Frank Miller was just like, well, fuck it. If someone's going to do a sequel, I'm going to do it. Yeah, if you're going to throw money at me. But it was one of those things like you knew it was going to get there and it did. They made Batman Young again. Yeah. And it's like, uh... it It wasn't great, but it also yeah. wasn't awful. Um... Mike, you suggested that we talk about two topics. Accessories that we played with that weren't actual toy accessories for toys as kids. Mm-hmm. And great places to play with toys when we were like at grandma's house. Yeah. Do we have time, you think? Um, I think if... we should save it for the next time. I yeah, know. I was going to say, I think uh, that both of those topics have a lot of meat on the bone. So Yeah. Um. We've talked about time traveling Hitler, <laughs> Congo, Nitro Riders. Uh, do you think Doctor Zayas has any final words of wisdom? Oh, I'm sure he does. Okay, Doctor Zayas wants to tell us about his thoughts on Michael Jackson, in particular <laughs> his really bizarre incestuous relationship with Bubbles. Um. You know, after the passing of Michael Jackson, Bubbles has been quiet. He hasn't, there's been no tell-all books. He hasn't said anything. But maybe Ape to Ape, Dr. Zayas can give us a little insider info. So we'll be right back, and then we're going to wrap it up with the Hall of Fame. So sit back, and we'll be right back. Oh, hello again. So I understand People are curious about the monkey people's views of Michael Jackson. His relationship with bubbles. Their shit-soaked sex parties. All my life, I've awaited your 
coming, and I've dreaded it, like Michael Jackson itself. I'd always known about Michael Jackson from the evidence. I believed his wisdom must walk hand in hand with his idiocy. His emotions must rule his brain like a thriller taking hold. He must be a warlike creature who he hees and gives battle to everything around him, even himself. What kind of man has children's carnival rides? Forbidden Zone Man. Yeah, the Forbidden Zone was once paradise, not like the weirdo sex party shit Danny made it into. His greed made a desert of his mansion ages ago because of the things he did to that monkey with his penis. Well, guys... <laughs> I was trying so hard not to laugh. Um, if you didn't know, it wasn't the nuclear bombs that caught Planet of the Apes. It was Michael Jackson. <laughs> and Bubbles. I had a feeling. So, um, Hall of Fame time, and big surprise here: the Food Changeables Chicken Nuggets won. <laughs> yeah, I kind of much that was gonna swept the table. Um, are you guys ready for your new picks? Oh, I indeed. Am. Josh, per the rules, you won, so you get to pick. Your well, first. you know, I've I've got something that kind of goes hand in hand with those, while not being the same thing at all. Okay. Uh, my choice this week is going to be Food Fighters Fat Frenchie. Oh, that's a good you know, one. It was just a matter of time. And you know, uh, I, it was a it was a really hard hard call between um, private pizza and fat Frenchie. I uh, love the kind of something kind of edged out fat Frenchie for me. What's that? I, I'm not sure what it was, but it, uh, something just edged it out. I think it was maybe. Maybe the extra weird factor of the fact that they just like stuck a pair of sunglasses and a face on <laughs> thing of fries. Like, yeah. It, with some of the others, they kind of tried to work it into the food, but like Fat Frenchie, they were just like, uh, I don't know. Let's just take a container of French fries and just like stick a face on it. Those are <laughs> such underrated figures. I'm sorry. Like, I, I only had like the chicken leg. And the donut. I think every kid had like one or two. Yeah, yeah. I, ha- I had the hamburger, dude. Um, those kind of came out the same time as like army ants and like Barnard commandos. Yep. All that like weird experimental, like maybe this will take off and it doesn't. And it's just kind of well, it, done. It was, you know, Ninja Turtles are popular. They're anthropomorphized, you know, animal Things. characters. Yeah. Let's just anthropomorphize everything. <laughs> Pretty much. Um. Mike, you want to go? Sure. Uh, I'm gonna since we we ended up talking so much about McFarlane and and the era that was good. I'm going to nominate one from the Dark Ages, from Spawn the Dark Ages, Oof. the Ogre. Oh. Uh, this was Ooh. one of my favorite figures from the '90s because he had that huge club, the double spiked club, and then he had that weird little demon figure that rode on his back. 
and he had the little like the reins, like the and a lot of soft goods involved. Like he had the twine reins that that wrapped into the ogre's mouth. And I he had, still have that one on display. The repaint was really cool too, because it had a different weapon. He came with like a mace. Yeah, the big uh, the big like metal and bone mace with the red demon instead oh. of the white demon. Yeah, no, they did. The Dark Ages line was a fantastic line, um, but that was by far my favorite figure in the line. Um, I have a spawn figure, but I'm not going to do it this time that I just thought of that I fucking love. Um, my pick, it's not going to win, I don't think, but I want to get it in there because I feel like we've neglected this. I pick Monster High Frankie Stein. Oh. oh. None of us... Well, Zoe has a few Monster Highs. My um, cousin Kelly was like really, really big into Monster High. And when she passed away, she donated them to Zoe. Mm. And Zoe just wasn't into them. So re, we re-donated them to somebody else. Uh, so they were like in the right hands of somebody that would appreciate them. But if you're a girl and you like Monster Toys, Monster High is like the B.O. Yeah. Actually, uh, shout out to Sam. Uh, she is a huge Monster High collector, uh, has a lot of the exclusives. And uh, same, same with my wife. She's a, a big Monster High collector. She doesn't have nearly as many, um, but we definitely have in our, our living room several Monster High dolls. Yeah. Uh, the coolest one we had that was opened up was like a big blob woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have her in our living room. The, that the I thought pink, was cool. The and there's one. like uh, some sea monster ones that I think are really fucking cool. There's like a Shiva um i get it i feel like you're a girl that's they're all pretty cool but i think frankenstein just because frankenstein's pretty fucking cool yeah, um, i take issue with this line because none of these monsters look stoned <laughs> <laughs> true uh, <laughs> i hope they come back i think they are bringing them back because there there's a live action movie coming out yeah um I personally vote for action figures, but I'm biased. Just saying. Um, cool. So this is a very slipshod all over the place episode for a thousand reasons, but it's still funny. So that's all that matters. Um, we'll be back next week as always. And coming as soon as we can make it happen. Another episode of dumpster fire theater where we finally get, <laughs> to bad ronald <laughs> uh oh goody it's just gonna be a matter of when i'm free when mike is free and when dawn is free so just be patient with us i gotta ask and find out and so, i must wipe cereal off of my balls that's right <laughs> if there's anything you get from this episode it's a lovely visual an old man, cereal <laughs> marshmallows stuck to his nuts. Oh, uh, uh, Josh doesn't have them booberry balls. <laughs> <laughs> he blew himself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good times. Who, like, I could just imagine somebody enjoying a bowl of their favorite monster cereal, and somebody just walks up and dunks their nuts in it. And just, On the weekend, they call me Count Coco Balls. 
<laughs> I'm just picturing this where they they're staring the person dead in the eye. The person's still holding the spoon, and they're just looking at it while they drop their nuts in the milk <laughs> really slowly, just like sink them in like Artex sinking in the quicksand in never any story. <laughs> That's just a and, little dunk, dunk, and a shimmy. Yeah, you know, like an Oreo cookie and a glass of milk. <laughs> Walk away, look back, and very casually proclaim, now it's dragon cereal. (laughs) (laughs) So I know we have many listeners that are a fan of cereal. Just, you know, now there's more fun at General Mills, and all you need is some balls. (laughs) Guys, I think I just realized what the Hamburglar was really doing to Ronald for all these years. (laughs) (laughs) The same thing, but to the burgers. Oh, God. Coming this fall from... (laughs) Coming this fall from General Mills Scrodios. (laughs) 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 What's the funniest cereal you think would be stuck to somebody's nuts? Kaboom. (laughs) (laughs) That is that is pretty good. I'm gonna go with grape nuts. Oh god, that would look like an STD. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can't stop that. I was gonna say Lucky Charms because you could have like they're magically delicious, but no grape nuts. You'd just be like, oh god, go to the doctor. That's like I, done, got nu- <laughs> I got nuts on my nuts. I got it. Shredded what? wheat. Oh, bite size, just one full on piece of shredded wheat. <laughs> Oh, like wrapping it uh, slowly peeling off and then falling into the bowl, <laughs> and have whoever eating their cereal just be like, "Come on, <laughs> again!" See, I'm, I'm, I'm just picturing like someone like Carl sitting back and be like, "What? I'm just uh, waiting for it to soften." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Doctor says I need it for the fiber. Cereal balls. Okay, we'll be back next week, guys. Uh, As always, if you're a new listener, reach out so I can give you guys a prize because I just have nobody reaches out. We're in the dark here. So if you want to enter a contest, just say hi any way you can, and I'll enter you into a contest. And if this is your shipping and you get like a NECA figure. Like yeah, something good. It's not just stickers. It. That's the way you need it. Any way you want it. <laughs> Alright, this is Mike saying play with your toys. Don't dunk your balls in cereal. This is Josh saying I'm going to dunk my balls in Mike's cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. See ya.
Countcreepy.com on the World Wide Web. Must I say it again? Did you not listen? Count Creepy. C-O-U-N-T-K-R-E-E-P-Y. Ah.